You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. We all have things we pass on to our kids from our own childhood. These could be age-old traditions or something your own parents invented when you were young. Marie McCarthy Yulu is a Wadjigan woman from the Wygate region of the Northern Territory. What she wants to pass on to her son, and indeed the whole of Australia, are stories and language that are thousands of years old. She's just released a picture book for kids called Brother Moon, and Marie joins me on the phone. Hi Marie, how are you? Hi, how are you going? Good, thank you. <laughs> Let's start at the very beginning. What part did storytelling play in your childhood? Oh, look, growing up, I was always around people who loved telling stories about their country. So my mum's from the Wadjigan tribe. That's where I sort of get my tribe from. And I lived with her, my dad, and a lot of my mum's sisters who were all Wadjigan women. So um, in traditionally, I in my culture, our kinship, I call them mums too. So we would often just sit around and talk stories about country and, and with their dad as well. So it's really just been with me since a little girl um, and something I've grown up with and always cherished, I guess. So when you talk about stories, is it how us white folk might think about stories being either bedtime stories or stories to entertain kids? Or was, was there other purposes behind the storytelling? There were a few types. Some of those stories were about, you know, real connections to country um, and that, that came into play. So they might have been, might have been dreamtime stories. Or, and then there were stories that, you know, served a purpose of uh, telling your kids not to do certain things, otherwise this will happen. <laughs> so as a kid, you'll be like, I'm not going there or I'm not doing that. That's going to happen. So, um, And... Yeah, they served all sorts of purposes, I guess. And my favourites were just hearing about country because at that point I'd, I'd never experienced it much and I was really sort of hungry to get out there and really experience it myself. So what was your childhood like? You, you were talking about how the stories came about and when you were on country they were telling you those stories. Where were you growing up at this time? So I grew up in a little um, community called Daly River. So it's southwest of Darwin, so it's about two and a half hours southwest of Darwin. My parents, um, long story, but they ended up out there. Um, they met out there. And so I grew up there for most of my really young life. Can you paint us a picture, for those who haven't seen it, can you paint a picture of what it was like to go on country with your people? So it's a bit of a long drive from Darwin, or from Daly River either way, um, so just say we're, we're travelling from Darwin, I would often go with my um, parents. And at that point, my, some of my first memories involved our high ace van. So it had a lot of seats for all my sisters. And my mum and dad would be sitting in the front and our car would be just chock-a-block full of camping gear and mattresses <laughs> and pillows. And everything you needed to sort of like, you know, spend time out bush without power and electricity and that sort of thing. So you would be driving and it would be mostly dirt road and then you'd get to a point where, where we all knew and it, was, it, it would sort of get really exciting by the stage. We're not that too far from the coast because where we live on that country, 
really it's really coastal. So you're driving along, and at some point you see on the horizon the blue sea, and um, that's when we all start getting excited and want to jump out of the car. But we've still got like I don't know <laughs> 20 minutes to go before we actually get there. Once you get there, it's beautiful. We all leave the car, so mum and dad are unpacking, but we run out and we go into the water. I would often just go to the beach and put my feet in the sand and sort of let it sink in. And and the waves were the thing that I remember always, just hearing the waves, and I still do. That's the bit that always gets me, like even when I'm sleeping there and or, you know, at the campfire or... Or listening to stories, you're always, you've always got that water that's two, three hundred metres nearby. And tell me about your grandfather, because I know this book, Brother Moon, is inspired by a story he used to tell. What part did he play in your life? Like, how often did you see him? And what are your memories of being a child with him around? At Daly River, he would often come and visit us. And I just remember him being a very tall and majestic looking old man who looked like he had a lot of wisdom (laughs) and as a young girl I always looked up to him and he'd always tell us little stories and pass on little words that were part of our language, Bachamal. So they're the things I sort of remember. I think physically he was always sort of a a man that you you couldn't sort of look past. (laughs) He was very tall, had this beautiful, lovely dark brown skin. He had this long beard and um, he was my grandpa and he had, he just knew so much and that head of his, he just knew so much. What does that feel like knowing that he was, he had such knowledge and I know there must be people listening who feel the same way about grandparents who have such knowledge in their heads but perhaps they've passed away before you've been able to tap into it or get it down on paper or be able to use it in some way. How does it feel knowing as well that it's an oral tradition and the knowledge he had? So I I doubt he kept any notebooks anywhere that you could have rifled through and looked up once he was gone. It's such a precious thing, isn't it? Like I I often think about that now as as an adult and, and writing these stories down going, well, I don't actually have anything to go off. Like besides besides hearing what my mothers have told me, I can't Google what stories were like, you know, what, what, what life was like. It's not there. It's not there on the internet. So, you know, we were very much an oral-based, you know, that was how we found out everything, through our songs and our ceremonies. That's how they all worked. And it is a bit sad. I, I, I guess why that's why now I find it so important to to write these stories down, like it just not even getting published, just to get these stories down so that our children can can see them. And I've just experienced, you know, a lot of elders passing away. So I know how important it is to, to put these things down. When it comes to this work that you're doing, I can imagine there's a lot of it that is for yourself and your own identity and your own sense of belonging. How much of you is motivated to be able to pass that on to your son? Oh, absolutely all of it. I, um, I guess part of me writing, I, I had my son and I had my nieces and my nephews all in my mind while doing it. They play an important role here. They're going to be the ones that are going to have to carry these stories next. So they need to know them and hear them and be proud of them and own them because they're, they're stories.
do you get to take him out on country march? Yeah, so every year we try and make maybe one or two trips out there. So especially in the dry season, for us dry seasons, particularly the June and July holidays, uh, are when it's perfect to go. So we often try and head out there each year during that, that period of time. I have to go back to something you mentioned at the very beginning that has just been playing in the back of my mind. When you mentioned that your aunties are like your mother, uh, so you have mums, plural. Yes. Please tell me about that and tell me that it works the same way for you with your son. <laughs> so, yeah, so in, in our culture, so my mum's sisters, I call my mothers. And so now my son would call all my sisters mothers as well. That's how it works. Or in another case, it would be like if my dad had brothers, I would call them all dads as well. And my child, my son, would call all his father's brothers dads as well. That's how it it goes. And I've never called any of my aunties aunties ever. (laughs) It's always been my mum. And how does that work on a a practical level? Like... I hate to pull out that phrase we all use that it takes a village to raise a child, um, but do your uh, mum's sisters, who are also your mums, do they play the similar role as what I might say my mum played in my life? Yeah, yeah. They they just like them. Like I, I, we we live in Darwin, and and my mums they live at, at Bulgal, so that's on our country, um, on Wadigan country, and they come in every once in a while they say our place and not when I say our place my family's home and we um they come in and it's exactly the same they'll you know it's just like being it's like mum being there basically so they'll you know be, be a part of the washing be a part of the school drop-offs be a part of the, whatever it might be and it's just this really lovely feeling of it's not even extended family it's just your family it's just your one big family all loving and helping each other out how fabulous! Do, and do your sisters live nearby to you? Yeah, so I've got I've got four other sisters. I'm the youngest. They all live here except one, and two of them are artists, and they often tell our stories through their art. And it's really lovely like that. It's fabulous. Yeah. More, we yeah. we need to not just in this, but we need to be learning a few things from out. Yeah, ex- yeah, absolutely. There's so much to learn from how. Aboriginal people played in their society. Like I was just thinking about it the other day. Um, I would often hear my auntie, my mum's talking about my my granddad, so their dad, and um, he would go hunting and fishing on the water. You know, he'd make his own canoe. He'd he'd go out, get the food, but it just wasn't for his immediate family. It was for everyone. So anyone that he could share his food with, they did, and they all ate together. And so it was things like that. You know, there was a sharing. And and that was him, but that was also every other, you know, man that went hunting or or woman that's you know preparing food. They all sort of just made it for each other. There was this none of this. Okay, we've got four people, five people eating at you know at dinner tonight. It's not like that. It's <laughs> so shared. You're preparing for whoever's there. It's community. Exactly. Yeah. Real sense of community. Well, um, Brother Moon is a beautiful book. And it was inspired by your grandfather, isn't it? Was it? And it, it's told uh, the grandfather is telling his grandson the story. Yeah. Was that based on your grandfather and your son, or? That was based on my nephew. Um, they were out on country once, and it was the first time they met. So he was very little, but they decided 
uh, my sister said to my granddad, like, look, I'm, I know a lot about your sister, but I just wondering, did you have any brothers? And and he goes on this big story. He starts to tell Hippie Boy, the boy in the book, the story about his brother. And obviously Hippie's intrigued because, man, this brother's amazing. <laughs> he's, he's there when um, he's shining his lights, you know, when it's dark and it's dangerous and oh, when there's a snake in his shack or, you know, when he's when he's gone out fishing, you know, the, it shines the eyes on the crocodile. So, it, you know, it really captured his attention. And, and I guess that really captured my attention when I was told the story. <laughs> and um, that's how it all started. So my granddad telling my nephew the story about his brother, the moon. And it also tells you about what sort of relationship he had with the moon as well and how connected they were to such natural things in the environment and how much they relied on those things as well. Well, it's a beautiful book, Marie, and um, thank you so much for telling us about the book and about your story. And um, we'll put links in the notes this episode if anyone wants to check it out. So thanks for your time today. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. That's Marie McCarthy-Yulu. She's the author of the kids' picture book, Brother Moon. And as I mentioned, we'll put links to where you can find the picture book in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.